What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor, man. Good old humor, man. Yeah. Well, we are recording the morning after an epic night. Yeah, it was the rap party for mm. Afterlife Support, mm. which is now as of tonight, like Friday, uh, 3rd of November. Mm. It's the final episode is going out on Spotify and me listen. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it's been what, like almost like since the start of the year, right? This whole thing. It's been that no long, la. right? Start of the year? Yeah. No, I think it was like maybe March-ish. Like oh yeah, maybe yeah. So yeah. at least like half a year or so. La. But Terrence, what's a rap party? Oh yeah, the rap party is basically the cast and the crew and all come together and just celebrate the end of the production. La. That means the, you know, for TV series, it'll be the end of filming and all. Mm. Uh, but for ours, it was the end of uh, recording, la, right? Mm. It just so happens that we are on a tight deadline that, you know, the recording literally and at the same time also releasing the it's videos. Uh, the, the day episodes. after. Yeah, normally yeah. Red Party comes a few weeks after the final, everything's <laughs> yeah. closed shop already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But ours was like, it's such an intense timeline that we just, yeah, wanted to get it. Uh, done to also thank everyone uh, before the end of the, the mm. year and all. Did you have fun? Yeah, yeah, it was fun, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, it's always nice. It's always nice to see the cast come together, especially for this show where we were recording with cast individually. Yeah. Like for yeah. the TV shows we've done in the past, you know, on set, at, at some point probably everyone will be on set at the same time. Yeah. But this one, it wasn't. It was funny, yeah, because they had never met each other before. Yeah. So a lot of times I was introducing them. Oh, this is this person, and she played this ghost in this episode. She's Pontiana, <laughs> yeah, Pontiana, Jiangshan. Yeah. This one is like terrible. Uh, so it was funny, like it was a Halloween party, but without costumes, uh. mm-hmm. Everyone was playing a ghost, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and technically, it's our first fully scripted uh podcast series. Yes. The one we did for Audible, we're still writing the rest of the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was our first fully scripted. It's Tristan's first project yeah. as sound designer. Yeah, yeah. Ah, Tristan's sound designer, first project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty epic, man. Yeah. Yeah, a nice way to cap off, like, uh, yeah, intense six months or so. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, the 10th episode literally is dropping today. It actually closes off the whole season. Yes. With a cliffhanger for a potential season two. Big twist and cliffhanger, though, right? Big twist, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think that maybe some people on listening to this have already uh, listened to most of it. But uh, I think what we really need now is for you guys to tell your friends to give it a shot. Because all 10 episodes are there to binge. There's a big twist at the end. We promise that it doesn't just, you know, it doesn't just plod on. You know, there's a big twist and a big cliffhanger at the end of the, the season mm. or the episode 10. So yeah, do at least help us out. Tell one person about it. Uh, post about it on social media. That always helps. Even your one story or what, that helps a lot. Mm. You know, just get the thumbnail or, or the link to the Spotify out there. Mm. Uh, anything else people can do to, to really get the word uh, out? I mean, just like, if you're with friends, you know, at dinner, just bring out your phone and play it. Yeah. Anytime yeah. the conversation stops, just play it. Yeah. You know, you send a good morning message to your mom, just send it. Yeah. Yeah, and we're, we're, yeah we're also releasing a few BTS clips of the actors yeah, doing yeah. their lines, the before and after. So yeah, share those on social media as well. Yeah, because whether or not we get a season two depends on how many people listen to season one. On you guys. Yeah, we were once on the trending chart on Spotify. Yeah. Spotify's podcast charts. Uh, I think number five or six. Yeah, five or six at one point. But I think we've dropped off quite a bit. Uh, let's get back on that, man. Get back on yeah. that. So Yalaba Army, do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't figured out what the, the Yalaba Army... I thought it's Yalabatters. Yalabatters. I don't know. Like, would, you, would you think people would be proud to be called like Yalabatters? Maybe they would. Maybe they I mean, would. Why not? Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. It feels like we need a poll on Reddit for this. It feels like your head is in the gutter and you hear the word button and you're like... No, I've oh. said before that if we ever wanted to do merch, I think we should do like toilet paper or something as the first thing. With your face on it. With it? our faces on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you know, alternate pieces. Yeah. So you can choose whose face you want to use to wipe. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't right. that sell? I've seen that I've seen like uh, Trump toilet paper before. Oh yeah, in yeah. the US and all. But I can imagine why people want to put Trump yeah, on toilet paper. Yeah, like. yeah, but for yeah, us, yeah. it is more like out of affection. Yeah. Then maybe you should choose something more affection, affectionate, like wet wipes. Are they used to wipe your face or something? Like, Potential, but yeah. then it doesn't have the the butt thing. Oh, that's true. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I get where you're going. Yeah, right. exactly. Okay, okay. So like you know, like being on the on the pooper is also a very intimate space. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. you and us. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. You and us on the Yalabat. On the pooper. Yeah. Oh, bidet. Yalabat bidet. Yeah, yalabat bidet. Yeah, yalabat bidet. So much potential. Yes. 
But yes, yeah. Uh, and I mean, we do have stuff to talk about today. Mm. But before that, we always have our regular things we always say. And what is what, what is that, Terrence? Um, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, please help help us out by following or subscribing wherever you're listening or watching this on YouTube or Spotify. That mm-hmm. always helps the algorithm realize that, hey, people actually like listening to this and not listening to people talking about relationships or how many, you know, their body count and crap like that, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Although we can talk about that if you really want. You yeah, know? yeah. But yeah, do help us out. Uh, give us a shout out there. And if you want to work with us in any way, be it you're a brand, a company, an individual, a person, uh, you can reach us at contact at ministryoffunny.com or just message us on social media. Yeah. Cool, man. But yes, jumping the first big but Exciting topic. topic. Yeah. What is this uh, exciting topic? It is the the news that MES has uh, the Monetary, Monetary Authority of Singapore has kind of like um, slapped a series of um, penalties on DBS as a result of their recent outages. Mm. So, I mean, broadly, they are barring DBS from acquiring new business ventures for six months and they are increasing the capital requirement to a multiplier of 1.8 instead of 1.5. I thought it's always been 1.8. As in, no, I think since, up- May, since May, it was up to 1.8 already. There's no change to that. No, not yet, not yet. They might. They, I think they said they might increase oh, it. Yeah, shit. Yeah, um, in okay. May it was really raised to one point eight. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, just this year, the the disruption so far, they had, it started off March twenty ninth. There was disruption of digital banking and payment services that lasted over ten hours. Yeah. Then May fifth, there was a disruption in banking and payment systems. September twenty sixth, delays in processing transactions on PayNow. Yeah. October fourteenth, data center glitch. That led to hours-long disruption of multiple devices. Also affected City City Group. That was the one that I think a lot of people were impacted. Mm. And then October twenty was intermittent access to mobile wallets. Mm, mm, mm. So yeah, so basically, I mean, and and DBS has come out with a statement about the roadmaps and um, the bank having a twenty-four month target to improve recovery time to two hours or less. Mm, mm. Uh, in the next six months, they want to do it within three hours, but 24, 24 months is two hours. Mm. So, I mean, there's been a lot of chatter. We can go into the details, but um, what are your thoughts, Terrence, when you saw this? Uh, when I first saw it, I was a bit confused. Because mm. we say penalties, right? Like penalties, like not having, not being able to acquire other businesses for six months. I was struggling to understand immediately why that's a penalty. La. Mm. Like it's DBS like going shopping every day for new acquisitions. Uh. Like, mm. oh God, you're gonna take away your, your credit card for shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I can't but buy this business. Buy in this business anymore, oh you my know? god. But but yeah, I was I was just struggling to understand why why is that a penalty per se? La? That was my first thought when I first heard this. Uh. How mm. about you? Eh? Uh for me I was like I was, my first thought was like, oh, actually there's something quantifiable that has come out of this. Because mm. when the first thing thing happened on October 14 and there was all that talk there's gonna be an investigation here and blah blah blah, it just felt like fuck like you know, like a month, this people will forget. And by the time it comes out like seven months later, people will be like, Oh, what what actually happened and this is the outcome. So this one came out like faster than uh I, I thought. Yeah, faster yeah. than usual. And then um yeah. But similarly also, when I read it, I was like Okay, acquiring new business. First of all, I know companies as big as DBS acquire new businesses. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know that they acquire that many such that a pause of six months will be like, they're like, oh, fuck. So, so that's the thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. know whether it's really an a big thing fuck situation. Right. Because even <clears throat> you'll see online as well. And <clears throat> I think anyone in the corporate world, you will know that six months to acquire a company, a lot of times, even the acquisition of big companies, it takes longer than six months just to like, come to an agreement or to to get the paperwork done. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, six months you can't announce that you're acquiring a company, but you know, it's... You can it's, still be stuff in the background. You can just be doing <laughs> stuff in the background. Just wait six months, you know, maybe, and, and, and you know, the not uh, the current economic environment is also not very conducive or for a lot of uh, acquisitions or mergers and all that right now, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I, I, I was just struggling to understand how this was a punishment, like. Yeah, mm. but but there are some people that point out that maybe this is trying to say that you're not allowed to look at acqu- acquiring companies to outsource your stuff, your IT and tech stuff to out of Singapore for the next six months. Mm. So in that sense, maybe it's like 
you got to deal with the shit in your own backyard first before you you just go out there and look for a company to buy to help you solve your problems. So that's why some people are speculating could be the rationale behind this. Lah. Yeah. And I mean, like maybe because, okay, so so in terms of the exact things, I mean, they also say that, okay, DBS will not be able to make changes to its IT systems mm. for six months except for those related to security, regulatory, compliance, and risk management. Yeah. Um, there are there are new investigative committees that have been put up. Uh, the senior management will be held accountable. And there, there's, there's, there's different things. Lah. It just feels like starting off with mm. uh, cannot acquire new businesses, it really, like, huh? yeah. so what? Yeah. So yeah. if it's a measure, a, a sub-measure, sure. But I think ultimately this one, like as a consumer, it also feels like, oh, uh, yeah, like, what's the impact? Yeah, la, what's right? the impact? And then Piyush Gupta, the CEO of DBS, said they're going to set aside 80 million uh, to invest in new infrastructure and all. Mm. And there was an article by CNA that where they talked to analysts la, about, um, well, is, is this, are the measures enough and all? And one of the analysts who's a mm. professor at SMU who's held very high um, ranking positions in banks, mm. um, he said that, you know, on the thing about not having a fine for the banks, contrary to what people might think, it might actually be a good thing because the money that they pay to the fines can actually be channeled into other investments. Mm-hmm. But then when I listen to that, I'm a bit skeptical. As a lay person, right? Yeah. I'm like, eh, what the fuck? Like, so if I litter on the street, uh, you don't find me, I'll use that $500 to go for a personal development <laughs> course to tell me how not to litter on the street. Yeah. And then I saw some people on, on Reddit saying, but it's a different, like fines on individuals versus fines on companies, two very different things. Mm-hmm. But, if it becomes like what they have said that this has broken consumer confidence, yep. right? Has reduced consumer trust. So if you want to rebuild it, focusing on like you cannot acquire a new business for six months, for fuck. Like I mean the argument is to punish them, you hurt the bottom line a little bit, like their profits are right. Mm. And then the profits because of that, uh dividends, shareholders, even the bonuses paid will get affected, like, right? Yeah. Um so but the, that's the thing. I think maybe it's not communicated clearly how how this in particular, this uh, not being able to acquire companies, actually, you know, whether Infects, it hurts uh, the bottom line at all, uh, right, if anything. Uh, it makes you, yeah, like maybe your, the, your business development people, you know, who are crunching the spreadsheets and looking for companies to acquire, maybe they, they get smaller bonuses because like, they got no activity for six months or what, like, right? Mm. But, you know, the people who were most affected by the outage at the end of the day were the consumers, like, right? Mm. But the consumers don't seem to factor into any of this. Uh, like, you know, how how can consumers be, whether it's compensated for their, for, for whatever happened or, you know, how to rebuild the consumer's confidence. Like. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing that, um, a bit harder for, for people, I think everyone to see when it's, it, you know, all the punishment is at that that oh, DBS's bottom line level. Yeah. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, the, it's not like the CEO salary, anyone has any say over it. And anyone public has, uh, in the public has any but say over it. But the chairman right? of the DBS board said that it will be reflected in their compensation. Yeah. So instead yeah. of getting 14 million, <laughs> he's going to get 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then, but I mean, um, we, we don't know yet. Maybe uh, it might be, be more than that. Seven. Uh, oh seven, seven, like, seven yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but some people are saying that then maybe what can be done is very directly saying, you know, certain compensation that was money that was set aside for compensation will now be redirected towards maybe donating to charity, you know, Comchest, whatever, or even even like giving like uh, all customers a $5 rebate or something like that, like cash mm. rebate. Even a small amount because at least there's a direct linkage between whatever the punishment you are meeting out with how it also benefits your consumers, right? Mm. Now, it's very hard to see the direct linkage between whatever penalties or punishments they're given and then what how the consumer actually uh, sees anything. Like, it doesn't make me any happier seeing Piyush Gupta get a smaller set, uh, smaller mm. bonus. Like, it doesn't make me sadder that he gets a big bonus either, right? It doesn't affect me at all, but it affects me a lot when the services are down and all that, right? So, if, if you got an SMS saying, Hi, Terrence. This is Piyush here. I apologize for what happened on October 14th. And we are working hard to make things better. But as a personal token, I would like to offer you $5 in your POSB account. (laughs) 
Oh, Please wow. accept it with my honor. Sign Piyush. Yeah, yeah. I'd go for that, man. I'd go for that. I'd go for that. <laughs> enough to buy enough, your... Enough, enough, yeah. Uh, and knowing that it's not just me, la, it's, it's a lot of people and, and a lot of people seeing that. See, as petty as that sounds, right? I also would feel like, eh, I know this is yeah. a, 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 a SMS merge where yeah. you're not actually typing this to me. Yeah. But the sentiment. Yeah. I hey, $5. Maybe yeah. my next cappuccino is on Piyush. Yeah. It's like, it's like yesterday, yeah, yesterday I... I just, uh, you know, I walked out and then I, I sold something that I that had just been sitting in my cupboard for very long for like 10 bucks. Mm. Like literally, I walked out in the sun and everything, sold something for 10 bucks. Then I took the $10 and just went to a food court and had my lunch. And wow. I felt damn happy. I felt like, oh, <laughs> you I had a your, free lunch. You earned your lunch. I walked out and I just had a free lunch and it just made me a lot happier than I, I, I thought I would be from selling a $10 so thing. So then, like. is, it, <laughs> is it that we are too soft? Because, okay, when you oh. read these things, right, I can imagine... Like, let's say MAS, DBS, okay, these are the upper echelons of the management of those organizations, yeah, yeah. right? They are probably talking through, and let's say give them the benefit of the doubt, they are talking through serious shit that is going to really make things better. Mm. Then in their perspective, should we, should we really go down into making every individual feel a bit, or we work on something that's going to have long-term benefits to them all? Why, why waste time in like settling all this? And there's a lot of other things to think about, right? That's a good point. Uh, but again, then you're not thinking about consumer emotion, consumer confidence mm. in the manner it should be thought of, lah, right? Uh, at the end of the day, like Silicon Valley Bank collapsing had nothing to do with how you know how well the companies that that had the money in there were doing or anything like that, right? Mm. It just ended up being about uh consumer confidence, lah, right? And even the startups that had money put inside the bank. We're getting calls from the VCs and investors, get your money out of the place now. You know, these are all mm. people steeped in, you know, finance and they know their shit about finance. They know that, you know, how they know how things work and all that. And even they were like getting emotional when it came to making those decisions, right? Mm. So, yeah, of course, there's always this argument, oh, you know, you let the banks do their thing. Uh, honestly, that sounds, uh, it does sound a bit uh, elitist, right? Mm. Like you don't care about how the consumer or the people who are the most screwed over by the, the shutdown. Um, you don't address their, their emotions or their concerns, lah, right? So to me, it's like, even if it's like a small token sum or whatever, something that at least the consumer knows directly, like this is how it will impact me, lah, right? Even a small amount, it, it's the principle of it showing me that, you know, you actually gave a shit that people's lives were disrupted even for like seven hours, eight hours, lah, right? Mm. At this point, it just feels like you don't give a shit. Lah. It's like, oh, seven the risk, whatever. Sorry, you can't, you can't make you can't make the billions that you you made last quarter. Sorry, your bonus this year's a little bit less. Can't afford the yacht this year. Sorry, wait another year. You know, mm. it's like it just feels like such a distant thing, especially for especially DBS like, Considering DBS is like, I think most Singaporeans have some emotional attachment to mm. DBS and Post Bank and all that, right? Mm. So it's I think it needs to be handled with that that level of uh, uh, care and concern about how the consume the individual consumers feel. Mm. Hey, DBS listening. DBS It literally said, it's, it's okay, Terrence. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and for those listening, it was Terrence's uh, smartwatch yeah, yeah, that came alive. Yeah. It's okay, Terrence. It's, it's okay, okay, Terrence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, see, you see, even my watch cares more about my well-being than DBS does. Dude, like, like, literally, I was telling you, right? Like, uh, during the day of the, the when the, when it was going through a downtime, even just trying to log into the app, it wouldn't just tell you outright that, there were problems with mm. the, the internet, the server. They made it sound like, oh, you know, it's like uh, there's a high volume now. Please check back again later. And and that it was unless you go to their Facebook page and find what the hell is going on, they with an app in your phone that is so easily so easy to send out a message or something. They could they didn't You know, mm. it's like they didn't care that about being very clear to customers who were trying to use the app and all that. And, just letting everyone think that there was something wrong with their face ID or their internet or something. Mm, mm. So that is annoying. La. Yeah. And I mean, like, uh, yeah, like, because I was thinking in one of those things, like, you know, like, um, do we really, if you were the boss of this big ass organization talking to the boss of another big ass organization and you have real problems to fix, some things you're like, okay, la, people just calm down, we will fix it. Yeah. But I do feel that that is, um, it's more and more an easy escape. Mm -hmm. You see it in politics, you see it in corporations. Uh, to a certain extent, we also experienced it during the liquidation where mm. there's these high-level talks that people don't have any access to and you're just expected to suck it up and deal with it. Yeah. Right. And this one, it is a PR thing. 
right? Mm. For DBS, I mean, we've spoken about how we both like the app, right? Yeah. The app is pretty dope yeah. uh, compared to other banks. But this one, it just feels like, like what you said, like, like okay, this thing literally impacted lives. You can argue how much did it impact, um, but it caused some annoyance, like, right? Mm. Um, and then when you see these sort of things come up, it really feels like, yeah, okay, let's fix the problems. This shit happens. Uh, you know, our service agreement is 99.8% uptime. This mm. shit happens. Don't worry, we'll fix it. But it does feel like they are they are losing a chance to recover some consumer trust or some consumer loyalty. Yeah. Because there are very real businesses that even we spoke to or we heard of, like micro businesses, like, you know, the ones at flea markets and all, that were impacted. Mm, and mm. even if you don't find DBS, if, like, like the fine doesn't need to be a fine where, okay, you collect the money, MES collect the money. Even if you set up like a, a small fund for anyone who was really impacted to apply to get some compensation. Mm, mm. I think like if, if I was running a small business, potentially lost a few hundred dollars, maybe even a thousand, of course, the application process is not just you click, you get the money. You make people just apply so at least there's a there's a chance you it's know a process, uh, yeah. there's a process and, and yeah. it just communicates also like okay if you really need it we will listen I mean if it's forgoable then you don't apply mm-hmm. and that sort of thing also I think just on the PR aspect it would mean a lot whereas this one everything that you read is like huh like the, even in the DBS uh, press statement they have this one line where they talk about the things that they are changing right service mm-hmm. availability and they talk about the service Balance inquiry, overseas payments, domestic payments, and the digital channels. Mm. They literally say, this is a change they're going to be working on. Should one of these services become temporarily unavailable on a particular digital channel, the bank will ensure that the service is available on an alternative digital channel. Mm. Mm. So this bank has been around for how long? Yeah. How fucking long in the digital space? And only now, you are thinking that, hmm, maybe it's a good idea that we have some redundancy. Yeah. It blows my mind. It blows my mind that it takes something like this for them to realize, oh, yeah, actually, maybe we shouldn't just have balance inquiry on one platform. Yeah. So when you read this, you're like, well, I get how businesses need to learn along the way and no business is perfect. Mm. But it feels like they're shooting themselves in the foot. Maybe even if it's the the newspapers themselves with the headlines that are making it a bit more focused on, yeah, the title, MAS bars DBS from acquiring new businesses for six months. Who the hell gives a shit? Mm. Right, so it's a, it's a, it's it's a comms thing, la. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bars DB. I think someone was like, someone. I saw an analogy that someone was trying to to put in Reddit that, okay, this driver, you know, had an accident and killed a killed a pedestrian or something. So let's punish him by you're not allowed to buy a new car for the next six months, but yeah. you can continue driving. Yeah, and we're not <laughs> going to find you. Yeah, you can use the money to go take better driving classes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it just feels like, I mean, companies can't run away from the fact that now companies uh, and people and consumers, you can't just treat them as like, oh, a cog in your system, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just the way the world works. Yeah. Companies benefit from, you know, making use of social media to seem personable and accessible and yeah. all. So when the flip side happens, you also need to accept that you're playing a game now. Yeah. We all want to. We all we all want to uh, live more and bank less, la, right? yeah, But not so much, so little until like I can't even take the money. And out it should my be bank. our choice. Yeah. <laughs> the option to bank should still be there. You just bank less out of your choice. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, weird, la. Like when you read the statement, it's so mechanical, right? It is, yeah. Um, yeah, and and I mean, like there are certain articles out there also that talk about like consumers and businesses how they are coping mm. interesting to see that some businesses still say they would carry on being cashless mm. uh, because the benefits of you know accounting and all that outweigh that that's that's fair mm. uh, and I mean in the grand scheme of things I think what these companies are liable their their service level agreement is an uptime of 99.872% mm. uh, I don't know how much that works out to but I think the threshold is like 12 hours a year of downtime mm. that the banks are entitled to. La. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. Weird. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're talking a lot about like the the hearts and minds of the people that are mm. winning them over. Mm. I know, like, we're, we're, what we're saying here is that uh, the banks aren't doing a great job here. Mm. But if there's to anyone really, doing really a connect, fucking guys. great <laughs> job of like connecting to the hearts and the minds of people, 
and especially Taylor Swift fans, yeah. there's one entity and one person who's going to be doing that very, very much in the next, when the Taylor Swift concert rolls around. Yeah, in fact, DBS can take a page, <laughs> page from this gentleman's book yeah. and the organization that has set this up. Yeah. And basically, there is going to be a youth festival held in Bidok North on November 4th. So the day after we record this podcast. Mm. And they're giving away a Taylor Swift concert ticket as a prize. Mm. So the eligible winner, age 13 to 35, as part of the prize. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if someone were to tell me, okay, what is the best possible prize to accompany a ticket to Taylor yeah. Swift? Yeah. I'll be like, I don't know, you know, like a, a screening with, with, I don't know who to watch a Taylor Swift movie. Mm. Or, you know, like a party for the biggest fans, Taylor Swift fans in Singapore. Yeah. You know, but this one takes the cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, it's more than just a, a ticket. Yeah. The concert, right? Because you will get two things. You will get to chat with a political office holder, Tan Kiat Hao, before the concert. Yeah. Senior Minister of State of Communications and Information. Yeah. And um, even better yet, it's not just the chat. You will sit next to him during the concert mm-hmm. at a, in a VIP seat. Mm. And you get to enjoy the concert next to him. Yeah. And that... That is something DBS should learn from. Yeah. To clarify, that was it was originally how they promoted it, lah. Yeah. As a as a chance to watch a concert with Ta- Mr. Tanket Howe himself. Yeah. Uh, yes. But that was originally. So what changed? Like, if that was original, what's the new one? They apparently, uh, just this morning, apparently they they changed and told that the winner would not now attend the concert alone, and that Mr. Tan would not be attending the concert. But he will still get a chat with Mr. Tan before the concert. Oh. <laughs> I think it literally just changed in the few... Literally, I'm looking at his article now. From, from when we were doing our research to now, the article just changed. Yeah. No fuck? <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Oh, at least give us the chance to talk about the initiative. Yeah. You know, because the headline used to say Youth Festival in Badok, I think to get, gives away a chance to watch Taylor Swift concert with with the minister, like, right? Oh, and now it's just been trunked. Fe- yeah. Youth Festival in Bidok to give away a Taylor Swift concert to winner. <laughs> but Tanket's house picture is still, still there. <laughs> so is that, is oh, that originally it was meant to watch, then maybe they, they merely felt like there was backlash or something. Right? And it's a bit weird. La. Okay, so... Weird, yeah. But let's assume, let's just let's go with what was originally Because it was so, I, was so, I was so excited about this topic. Yeah, wow. And and I mean, okay, kudos to them for realizing that this might not be the, the best thing. And they're do. reacting way faster than like the banks. Yeah, the banks right, yeah service <laughs> level agreement. Bring. <laughs> no, but on the flip side, right, I also saw some merit in them like uh, marketing it that way. Mm, mm, because it's so ridiculous that yeah. it'll get people talking. Yeah, the fact that there was this article and the fact that we are talking about yeah. it, it tells you like, yeah, it worked, right? Yeah. And mm. I mean, like, like um, just through some event, I've gotten to meet uh, Tan Kiat Hao and he's a very nice guy mm. very nice guy not someone I would imagine going to a concert I won't just like message him on Facebook hey bro yeah. I want to go for a concert <laughs> but it just I just thought like okay, what is the thought process behind them wanting to come up with this prize because mm-hmm. you can imagine right they're sitting around a the table they're like hey um, Terrence so what are some ideas that we can engage with our youth yeah yeah. and then they'll be like okay what does engagement mean means spending time with youth. Mm. What does you do youth like to do? Go for concerts. Which is the biggest mm. concert coming up? Taylor Swift. We yeah. need to spend time with a uh, youth going for the concert. Yeah. And they wanted it to be an engagement opportunity with uh, Tanket House. Well, Tanket House. Which is part of the, you know, I mean, everything you're seeing on the Forward Singapore thing, dialogues between ministers and youth, you know, especially those un- 35 and under. Um, so, the opportunity to network with with Tanquin Hao and all what I guess would be attractive also lah. But what I, I think, okay la, I mean okay some merits. Let's not let's not like just you know shit all of it lah, right? Some good things there. I think giving a young person an opportunity to spend time, you know, with a minister to talk mm. to him and you know pick his brain a bit. MP MP minister. Oh, oh minister minister, minister yeah, of okay. state senior mm. minister of state. Uh. Uh, I think uh, this can be quite valuable an experience, right? Mm. If even if you're a student, you know, can inspire you to things. If you're an entrepreneur, it's networking, right? Knowing, getting, understanding uh, how people in the upper echelons think and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and then ultimately, thirteen to thirty-five is a very wide range of ages, like, so it could be anyone. Um, and then I guess Taylor Swift concert, you know, it was very hard to get tickets. A lot of people were disappointed. 
this is giving people an opportunity to mm. to do it and, and as part of a, a bigger government engagement thing, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like opening up opportunities for the regular Singaporean to, to go to the Taylor Swift concert. Uh, so the those are the good things I could take from it, lah. But why do you think it it just irks irks you so much? No, actually, like 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 I said, right? As I was reading through it, I actually can see merits of this idea. Ah, okay, okay. And and similar to you, it's like, first of all, it's so unique that mm. it's very marketable, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because in some way, it's so ridiculous mm-hmm. that it's marketable. The second thing, like like what you said, um, yeah, lah, like watching a concert for someone who might not have a ticket yet, yeah. You just happen to watch it with a uh, uh, senior minister. It's just it's just an interesting experience. Okay. It yeah. will make for a good story. It will, yeah. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. hey, who you watch concert with? Tanker Hawa. You know, like, uh, who's he? Senior minister of state? You don't watch with senior ministers. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, and, but, but why I can see the flip side to it is like, okay, the concert is for 13 to 35 year olds. Yeah. It's for it's gonna be like you have to register for a youth festival. Mm-hmm. Then you're going with someone who's significantly older. Yeah, just maybe the optics of it. Yeah, are not the best lah. There's a very groomy vibe to it lah. <laughs> Honestly, like you ask who's going to watch Taylor Swift concert, you're you're talking about Swifties. You know, usually young millennials or old millennials. You know that kind of thing. People in their twenties and all. Um, mm. Yeah, and then going to watch a concert of a much older statesperson who is, you know, a level of uh, authority in the government and all that. Yeah. Uh, but my question is, why is he there? Like, he wants, does he want to watch Taylor Swift? Is that why he's also there? You know? Because you could have time with a minister, but you could do a lot of other things. Uh, you could go dragon boating together like Prince William's going to do. You could go and like, you know, makan at the, at a, at a Tongbaru market, whatever. But to watch a Taylor Swift concert, you know, I mean, I'm guessing he, like, if he was initially stated to do it, he also wouldn't have minded. Lah. It sounds like he would, yeah. didn't mind to go also, lah, right? No, but if you imagine this, to enter the thing, you have to sign up for the youth festival. Yeah. If you make the price dragon boat racing, or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I don't know, like, skateboarding or something, how many people are going to sign up? Taylor yeah, Swift, yeah. right? You can be assured. Yeah. Maybe it won't be 14-year-olds, maybe like 34-year-olds who want <laughs> yeah. FaceTime with Tan yeah, yeah, yeah. to who sign up. But, for a, uh, an event organizer, you want people to sign up. And if yeah. they have to sign up to apply, I think it's a great giveaway. It is. Uh, it it is. is a great but, but it's just the optics of it. It's just weird. Because I mean, even as a, a father and everything, I mean, I'm trying to imagine if I had a, like my daughter, she was like, oh, you're going to Taylor Swift concert. Oh, cool, cool. Which friends are you going with? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> oh, this minister. Oh, really? And how old is he again? And who, and who else will be there? No, it's just him, you know, just me and him. Then you'll be like, what? In the VIP suite or VIP seat or whatever, you know? Yeah. It just sounds really weird, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, you can understand why they thought about it, but it's just how did they think that this would be a good idea? Yeah. I think maybe what they could have done is like, the maybe you get a pair of tickets and you watch it with the minister. Mm. Then I think it's not so bad, right? Because if you are below a certain age, you can go with your parents. Maybe they only got two tickets. That's the problem. <laughs> they only took tickets and maybe maybe he really wanted to watch it also. So they were like, okay lah, bopian lah. Like know. they initially said, okay, it'll be for a youth and their parent. Yeah. And then Tan Kena was like, hey, actually, I'm also a parent. Yeah, maybe, yeah, I helped the marketing quite you know, a bit. All parents are the same. You know, I can go with them, I can take care. They're like, oh, okay, Mr. Tan. Can, can you go, you go. All speculation. But apparently now it's not happening. I think yeah. uh, they, they finally realized that it's a bit strange. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, today contacted them on on Thursday night. Yeah, and then yeah. Friday morning they changed the changed the giveaway because it's strange la, You know, thirteen to thirty five, the age between thirteen to eighteen, right? Mm. Allowing them to go with a much older person to go and watch a concert that's meant for like like Taylor Swifties and all that. It's strange la, It's weird. So la. if it's eighteen to thirty five. Okay, then, then, then it's maybe not so not so bad, really. It's still weird, it's still weird. But thirteen to eighteen to me is like, come on, man, come but, on. But if yeah. you were within the age, would you apply? If I was a swifty, absolutely, I would. Even if I'm not a swifty, like, I just feel it'd be so funny watching yeah. it with with a senior minister. If I didn't have the kids, lah, much fun, lah. Then that's why it's, it's a mix of interesting story, lah, right? But like, I'm not even a swifty, swifty. But yeah, yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. thing, like, even now, if I can get tickets to Taylor Swift, I would want to go because it's like a cultural phenomenon, yeah, like, yeah, you know? Yeah. 
Then someone you watch with senior minister. Yeah, interesting. Right? Yeah, it's fucking fucking. It's hilarious. I, I, it happened to me. I mean, not say it happened to me lah, but I was once at this. Uh, I think it was an Adam Lambert, mm. Adam Lambert concert. I managed to to, to through someone who knew someone managed to get very good tickets lah. And uh, and then I just sat down when I got in my seat and sat down. Then I looked to my left. And I realized, oh shit, I'm sitting right next to an ex member of parliament lah. Mm. Someone who had been, you know, uh you know, step down from politics in a not so, not so nice fashion uh, during that period, then mm. during the Adam Lambert concert. And it was quite surreal. Uh, like I had been seeing this guy's photo on the news, on newspapers over a period of uh, months because of the scandal and everything. And then mm. suddenly he's like next to me watching a concert. Not that there was anything wrong with it. It's just, it was very distracting me from the concert a bit. Uh. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. feel you couldn't like, it just felt crazy. Yeah. It just felt, yeah. No, it just felt weird. Uh, you know, it's like, like, uh, not, not, it's not even a celebrity or something but it's just like gets in the way of the enjoyment of the concert like, but then can I, you imagine from your perspective maybe Tan Kiet How now right is yeah. damn sad <laughs> he can't get to watch yeah the maybe he was thinking okay you know I'm gonna like wear like this costume you know? and now because of people responding saying his committee has to tell him yeah. so sorry so you cannot watch uh, yeah but that's not the first instance of the government using Taylor Swift to you know uh to, to push, not say push agendas, but market certain things. Uh. Remember, like, there was that whole thing where Chan Chun Singh was saying that like, it's your, is there issuing an open challenge to primary or secondary schools? If you can get Taylor Swift to get perform at your primary school, oh, you'll get a day off, you'll get an yeah, automatic yeah. family holiday off. So, uh, the, the likelihood of that one happening is very low, like, right? Mm. So, I think a lot of people are just using it as a as a gimmick to get kids to write, to something, write, yeah, write yeah. something. Like. Whereas this one, I felt like, wow, it's literally dangling the concert ticket there. Why don't you come with me? You know, maybe, it's just something weird about maybe it. Maybe every government meeting now when they're facing a problem, all right, how can we use Taylor Swift? <laughs> Taylor right? Swift concert. Yeah, Taylor Swift concert. Because six days, six concerts. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm sure like, there, there's Com-pum like or something. comp tickets, you know, free tickets for like, for them and some of them. Comp-pum. So, or maybe, it may, okay, we look at it, maybe we give him benefit of doubt. Maybe he bought two tickets himself. Mm. For himself and his kid or his wife or whatever, I don't know. Mm. And then they're like, oh, you know, we can't get people to sign up for this. He's like, you know what? I tell you what, I'm going to sacrifice the ticket. And, you know, it's just that this person has to come and watch with me. Huh? Mm. <laughs> then they'll be like, oh, you mean your, your kid and this person? They're like, no, no, no. no, no me. Screw my kid. <laughs> yeah, it's me. <laughs> me. Can't watch with me. Can't they're like, oh, me. okay. You can get everyone in the room like, uh, <laughs> yeah, let us, let us run it by the today, <laughs> today people and see what headline they put up. <laughs> and then if the headline's not good, maybe we'll change. <laughs> Then now he's like, fuck, gotta yeah, give up I, both tickets. Yeah, shit, I really wanted to go. <laughs> and they can say, so it's not us. It's, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, the public perception. It's the public perception. Yeah, yeah, public yeah, perception. Yeah. The optics. Uh. Well, like, like, I have to reread this article. No? Yes, yes, yes. You, it felt like, wow, we're being gaslit by the by the fucking newspaper. Huh? No, then then I was like, hey, are you giving away like Tan Kiet House picture is next to Taylor Swift in the hero image. Yeah. So then yeah. it felt like, oh, like, is it people who go to Taylor Swift, there'll be a focus group with Tan Kiet House or something like that? Yeah. But yeah, yeah no. Seems like a lot of, uh, you know, we always talk about F1, a lot of business deals being made or that. Seems like a lot of business deals going to be made at the Taylor Swift concerts. <laughs> no, like, no. Meetings between like dignitaries and, and like heads of state and everything. Uh, for you know. Who uh, knows, man, in the VIP you know. box. Right? Like, that's another thing. You go to the VIP box, yeah. you can see the other VIPs there. But don't, is it a box per se? Or a VIP like, seat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, everyone VIPs, around yeah. you would be other VIPs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, not, we're, awesome, we're not suggesting yeah. that any shady shenanigans are going on there. La. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. think what we're just saying is just the optics. The optics of how like when you think about how it's gonna happen, oh I'm gonna like drop off my what, thirteen year old <laughs> girl with a much older man and his entourage and they're gonna to disappear to these VIP seats that I can't go in and see what they're up to, you know? Yeah. It's just weird, la. yeah. Reminds me of um yeah, friends uh kids' birthday party that I, I was I saw recently and then um, yeah, like, I think they're primary school or something and then like uh, suddenly like seven of her, her primary school friends all rolled up like, you know mm. to this shopping mall for the birthday party and all that. I'm like, oh, where are all their parents? Uh, and then the, the birthday girls party told me, oh yeah, they just drop off the kids. Uh, you know, they just drop off the kids for the birthday party and that's it. Like. Mm. And then I'm like, okay, uh, but that means you know the parents, are right? They trust you enough to just drop off the kids. They say, oh no, no, I've never met the parents before. They just drop off the kids and, and just, it's okay. It's a birthday this party. This was their birthday party. Yeah. Uh, primary school girl's birthday party. Yeah. So I, I found that 
I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't have kids. And mm. my kid's not that age yet, like, right? But I was like, wow, the the trust you must have to, you know, drop off your young, and all girls, are right? Yeah. Young girls with other, uh, another parents, uh, at another parents' party place yeah. or something, like, right? Wow, but, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. So maybe, maybe my tone will change when, when my kid's actually in primary school and all. But I just found it like, wow, there's a, maybe you and I are making a molehill out of this situation. Like, you ask any normal parent of a 13-year-old, yeah, no, you can go with me this time. Go, actually, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. Compared to going to any, with any other 40 plus year old man. Yeah, yeah. This is a safe Isn't first. a senior minister a safe choice? Yeah, like, with bodyguards and everything. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. If anything happens or what, In yeah. fact, I'm sure there are parents out there, they're like, hey, actually, if my kid can go with this, of course I want them to go Free with the senior minister. And can, can network and take photo yeah. and everything. Yeah. Actually, yeah, maybe that maybe, was what they were maybe. going for. Yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah. it's not a stranger, no. Yeah. This guy is a public, public, uh, figure. Public figure yeah. What, what, what is he going to do? Go wrong? Yeah. What could go wrong? Yeah. What could go wrong? In fact, like you know, it's just exposing them to different experience. Oh, don't say exposing. Uh. Don't say exposing. Terence, get your mind out of gutter, <laughs> la. Again, this is all speculation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like it's the just the process of it. The thought process, la. I think yeah, we're just trying to pass out the thought process, like what they were saying in the meeting. Or who came up with the idea initially? Like, if your kid wanted to go for a consultancy when, when your kid's older, like, with a senior minister? No? Uh, weird lah. Still weird. Like, I, still then, weird. I, yeah, it's hard to, like, it's, it's, it's I feel like, um, unfortunately, because, maybe because I've been watching all these, like, videos about, you know, child predators and all that kind of thing. And at the end of the day, like, half the time, it's, not half, more than half the time, it's usually someone in the family or who close to the family that they trust mm. that with whom this predatory relationship happens. And so the parents, you know, you trust, you trust, you know, they, they won't do anything, you know, they're, they're so nice and everything. And a lot of times, it's the opposite. Mm. And, and the ultimate, the key is the trust of the parents and the access to the children. Those are the two keys to to, uh, you know, predatory relationships happening. Like. But nothing to do with, nothing, nothing to do with what we're talking about. Yeah, we're just talking yeah. about, I'm just saying that as a parent, it's, it'll be, oh, it's hard to just No, but that's why the optics come into play. Like. Because mm. in this day and age where there are more stories about like this kind of thing making public, yeah. you almost unnecessarily associate it to something that could be totally harmless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's and right. that is the thing that people just, especially if you're doing something publicly, when it comes to younger people, yeah. oh, it's going to be tricky. Yeah. But yeah, so at least, at least they change. Yeah, maybe the next thing that yeah, but I guess if the Tanke House has given up his ticket already, then it's a moot point already, lah. But I was gonna say maybe they'll change the age from eighteen to thirty-five, cover their bases a bit, lah. Eighteen to thirty-five, yeah. <laughs> Funny, yeah. Oh Funny. man, yes. but yeah, man. Uh, uh yeah. yes. What is your one shot comment of the week? Uh my one shot comment is uh, um, I mean, so. Like, uh, there was something raised by Internet Lurker 96 two mm. days ago. Mm. Uh, and it's a, it's a drama that I didn't know much about uh, until they raised this. Mm. It involves Mr. Beast, who mm. was accused of editing out a YouTuber from uh, one of his videos. La. So, so, I mean, like, uh, because normally YouTube drama, I always find it interesting because there's just human dynamics and human psycho uh, uh, psychology involved. Mm. I haven't deep dive into this in detail uh, recently, but um, yeah, so so it, it, it's one of the things, I think it has something to do with like uh, a race kind of thing. Okay. Uh, and, and basically, Mr. Beast uh, edited, so I mean, it was weird because uh, what what this this uh, YouTubers uh, complaining about is that the creator games which mm, is mm, mm. like you know is like hide and seek in a in a stadium yeah. and she said she was not happy that Mr. Beast edited her edited the video to make her look like she performed worse than she did la. oh okay Um, and then it was just it's just weird because it's one of those things that uh, it, it, you know Mr. Beast the way he's seen because he's so big it's yeah. always evaluated to different standards and different lens. Yeah, yeah. So I think on, on one side is that um, he didn't do anything wrong because he's editing the video the way he wants to. 
And like any reality TV show, yeah, you there is a good amount of editing that goes in lah. Mm-hmm. Some of which might not be entirely exactly the way the thing panned out. But then the other side is saying that he has the power given his influence lah. Yeah. Um, and if people make noise, he should not just like shut them down lah. So, so I haven't dived deep into it, but I just thought, okay, it's a nice distraction from all the shitty news that is going on. And I think it's still ongoing. So, mm. a lot of people are still commenting here and there. Mm. Yeah, so, that was, that was uh, one thing that I just found interesting. There's an article on time. Mm. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, man. Uh, my, my one's just the comments that have coming in uh, coming in on Reddit about mm. uh, when we talked about the Israel-Hamas mm. conflict, right? I think... Uh, a lot of interesting uh, input from Funny Chris 1981 and Accidental Jurist and Original Goat one, and and uh, yeah, even the even you know even people who are also saying that hey, how come we how come we are sort of like uh, walk seem to be walking on eggshells when it comes comes to certain things like right you know whether it's using the word terrorist or talking even talk about using the, the use of white phosphorus gas and things like that like, right. Mm. Uh yeah, interesting. I think it's uh, I'm I'm interested to re- I've been reading all of them and, and just interested in different perspectives about the issue lah, right? Mm-hmm. Not just not just our own, cause uh yeah, like like, like I think we mentioned our even our perspectives have shifted, you know, b- over time and uh, uh, it's not an easy topic to grapple with. Uh, yeah, right. so just yeah, just keep writing in and just letting us know what you guys think, uh, whether even if we disagree or agree or whatever. Just let us know, cause I I think it's important to you know be able to share your views in a civil, respectful way. Also, yeah, yeah. and I mean there were a couple of names thrown up about who we could potentially get on our podcast. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. yeah so just keep sending them our way. Yeah. Because we do want to do like a deep dive, or at least understand the whole thing much better than we can just from reading articles, lah. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. What is your one shock thing? My one shock thing is that I finally started on the show that I've been wanting to watch for a long ass time called The Boys. Oh, The Boys. Yeah, The oh. Boys. What, okay. what do you think? No, I think uh, I thought you were going to say Harry Potter. Oh, no, that also I started. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ish, oh that uh, boy. Uh, yeah. A different boy. <laughs> yeah, this is Older Boys. Older Boys. Yeah. Older Boys, yeah. So it's a show that I had heard a lot of good things about, but for the longest time, it wasn't available on Amazon Video Singapore. Yeah, yeah. But I think last week, they finally made it available with like an age gate. Mm. And basically the premise, I've, I'm halfway through the first episode. Um, I didn't finish it only because like there was a something, oh, I had to go for a rap party. Eh? Go for a rap. No, not rap party. I do attend to something. Lah, okay, but okay. it was so captivating. So my stopping halfway does not say anything about the quality. And it's basically the premise from what I understand is like superheroes exist in the world. Yep. But they're all treated like celebrities and yeah. they're not as perfect as like the Avengers and mm. shit like that. Lah. Mm. And the first 10 minutes really, there's some really epic scenes that yeah. I I stopped eating while watching it. I was like, oh shit, they oh. actually did that in the show. It's a sex scene, is it? No, no, it's not a sex scene. <laughs> I mean, I can give a... I was thinking Harish stop eating because of it. It's like, what? What, is now, what do you think <laughs> I watch when I'm eating lunch? Uh? Uh, yeah, it wasn't a sex scene. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't a sex scene. There was a lot of blood. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, that, that's it was the way eating. the way a character dies. I was like, if you go to stop eating, what are you doing? Because you stop eating. First of all... Like, you, like, even with violence also, you just continue eating it and all that. Like, right? I stopped because it was so oh, good. Oh, because oh, it was captivating. Not because you did, you were pulling aside your plate and all that. <laughs> nah. I don't know, man. You, the way you were saying it is no, just like... No, you stop you, uh, to, to enjoy that piece oh, of work. Okay, like, okay, oh, okay, shit. Okay. That is so cool. Not because I was disgusted or anything. Okay. But it was more like I was captivated. Got it, got it. Okay. Captivated. Okay. Uh, and and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. Like, and it's quite dark, like. Mm. I love like dark shit like that. Like. Yeah, yeah. How's it compared to like the Watchmen comic or anything? Actually, I really like the Watchmen movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one has a bit more snarky humor oh, to snarky, it. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. A bit more funny. Yeah. Okay. Right. yeah. No, actually, Amazon Prime, uh, I've discovered actually has a lot of like older classic movies mm. that you can't find on Netflix or other places that are, I find are like, like very worth watching. Uh. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any recommendations? Uh, not immediately now, but when I was browsing, I was uh, like, "Oh, this I definitely want to uh, like, just find time bad. to watch this." Yeah, yeah, bad, yeah. Because uh, yeah, like Netflix is a lot of the up to date like modern stuff, but a lot of older stuff also gets cleared out of their system mm. quite quickly. Mm. Whereas Amazon Prime seems to have, uh, I guess, because Amazon owns some of these studios, like, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
they have this catalog of much older movies that they just leave there. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, what is your one shot thing? Uh, my one shot thing is, uh, I mean, it's been a common theme, but it's because it's the start of the basketball NBA season. Uh, LeBron James still lighting it up at almost 39 years old already, turning 39 soon. Uh, but yeah, there was literally a game yesterday versus the Clippers where um, he's old, he's not I mean, not as fast, but he's still playing very well, And but he's playing very smart now. Now he, there, he, there was one sequence where he was basically playing defense, then he lost his shoe, or his mm. shoe came out, and so he's wearing his socks. And then the rest of the, then this, the rest of the teams all went up court already like, to like, you know, continue to play. And it, like in such a veteran move, he just put on his shoe and because nobody was guarding him because he put on his shoe, he just sprinted down the court. Nobody was guarding him and just dunked the ball. So it's like, that's the kind of play that only after like, you know, you have all the experience being uh, on the court and knowing how, knowing how players think. It reminded me of the, I remember in, when Liverpool scored against Barcelona, that 4-4, uh, yeah, yeah. the last, the the last corner, the corner, right? It was yeah. the first goal. Oh, the first goal, yeah, yeah. Uh, the first yeah. goal, the corner that they took where they just pretended to like not really be taking the corner then then they just turned around with the so corner. So what did he do? Like his shoe came out. His shoe came out. Then, then? He, he he was like just standing there on one foot like trying to put on the shoe. And no one was guarding no him. No one's guarding him. Everyone just went on continued playing and then the moment the shoe was on he just sprinted down the whole court and just, just someone passed it the ball he dunked it. Oh. It was just such a such an amazing sequence and just imagine him at 39 years old teaching the all these smarts are the smart yeah, right? Teaching all these 20, 21 year old kids like this is how you this is how you it's like, game the system. You, you once in a while see the footballers the free kick also while the wall is organizing oh, yeah, the yeah. goalie is organizing yeah, they just yeah. they just yeah. uh, understand the game la. I love those moments uh, like, uh, like, yeah. it's almost like they got to pretend like they're not interested then suddenly they like or like oh. they wait behind the goalie you uh, know when yeah, the goalie yeah. catches the ball yeah, yeah. Oh, he yeah, throws yeah, it yeah. on the ground yeah. then they come in and just tap yeah. it those are cute because those are really oh. like it's really like you, you, you're you talking about the psychology of the game and all that yeah, right? yeah. yeah how to catch them off guard oh he's 39 uh, it's still yeah, dominating yeah and the crazy thing is like he's probably going to play uh, alongside his son or something when he enters the NBA. That's, his, that's what he stated that that's his goal, uh, to play alongside his son Fuck. in the NBA. <laughs> oh, and he's still like fit as hell and all Still uh, putting up in crazy numbers and all. Yeah. So he's like Ronaldo? Uh? I would say... But he's still playing in the same league that he was. Yeah. Still still like if Ronaldo was at still a league, chance like to win and still the ambassador for the, the sport. Uh. He's like and, Djokovic? Yeah. Uh, <sighs> But Djokovic is not even as as well liked and all that, is uh, it? Like true, LeBron yeah. James is quite universally like philanthropist, philanthropy, business you know, businessman, business uh, family man, role, you know, model. Like role model for his kids, uh, professional. And he broke the scoring record already, right? Broke already, yeah. Last season, yeah. Woo! So it's like, I mean, you know that this is his last couple of seasons. So it's just, if you want to enjoy enjoy him for one or two more seasons and then be able to tell your kids that you watched LeBron James and all that, this is the time, lah. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Huh? Yep. Cool, man. Cool. All right. Um, I can I can imagine all the all the female listeners, the eyes glazing over when I, I talked about the basketball as well. <laughs> just like how when you were talking about Beckham's documentary, Xenia yeah. just zoned Zinia, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the Beckham is not just for guys. Beckham documentary, not just for guys. Oh, yes, Victoria so Beckham. Xenia. Oh, oh, every girl loves Spice Girls, so they gotta love this documentary. Not every. It's a docu. It's a good documentary about more than just football. Yeah. It's about family. Yeah, family. Okay. And love. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks everyone for listening. And remember, just leave us a like, subscribe, follow us, leave us a rating. And if you want to work with us, just reach out at contact at ministryoffunny.com. And binge Afterlife Support now. Yes. Go and binge it. Go and tell someone about the it. The link is in the show notes. Just click and binge. Yeah. All right. Thanks everybody.